My new book is out on Audible, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital. You can grab it right now. Here's what a user Thomas Lornaviticus said. Latka is the real deal, five stars. Hey, Nathan, I just listened to your podcast with JLD. You killed it. I saw your book earlier last week and thought, meh, I'll wait when Kindle costs $1.99 or whatever, as I have over 150 books to catch up with. But then I sensed that this book may have something I need right now. I bought it for full price, but didn't really start reading it. Then talking with JLD, you mentioned that the strategies may not work if you wait. And that's so true. I read it. I'm feeling pumped to devour it even more. Thank you for sharing it all and kicking ass. Guys, all of you that listen to the podcast, you are the reason I wrote the book. SaaS CEOs, founders, entrepreneurs, go grab it today at capitalistbook.com. Especially if you like audio, go grab the audible version right now. Again, capitalistbook.com. Teamed up with his co-founder back in 2014. Uh, tried one product, then uh, eventually pivoted. Today, they are building Riddle, a quiz platform specifically for companies looking to capture leads and information about people viewing their websites and then feeds directly into their other marketing and sales tech stack tools. They have now scaled over 700 customers. 70 to 80% of those folks are on their pro plan, caught 49 bucks a month. They've raised $2 million, bucks, uh, growing about 10% year over year, 3% logo churn per month with their team of five based between Germany and Mike, the lone man in Britain. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when they started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Mike Hawkins. He is the co-founder of a company called Riddle.com. He's also a Californian who fell in love with living abroad in Europe over a decade ago. Since then, he's helped a string of startups and European companies like gaming, uh, gaming companies like Kabam and Marvelous AQL, Monster and restaurant finder app City Hawk. He wears many hats. He's our quiz maker. Makes it, his quiz maker makes it easy for brands like the BBC and the NFL to engage their audience and collect leads with their own BuzzFeed style quizzes, polls and more. Mike, are you ready to take us to the top? I am indeed. All right. So tell us about Riddle. What's the company do and how do you make money? What's your revenue model? Yeah. So revenue, sorry, revenue. Riddle is a SaaS company. We started in 2014. Uh, We are a quiz marketing platform. And the idea is we've been in the quiz industry for about 12, about 15, 20 years. And the idea is that companies uh, need to engage their audience with quizzes and BuzzFeed like polls, things like that. But they also need a way to engage and potentially qualify customers. So using quizzes to gather insights about potential customers, uh, qualify them as leads, and then send all that data to marketing software, that's what we do. Got it. And, and walk me through, I mean, is this a pure play SaaS company? And if so, what's the, called the average customer paying per month? Yeah, so it's a pure, soft, pure software uh, as a service model. Uh, we give a free 14-day trial. That's normally enough to kick the tires. Uh, we don't do a credit card. We like having like a low threshold of entry. Yep. We generally find that once people are kind of engaged and actually see the tools, they're more than willing to sign up. Uh, in terms of pricing plans, we have a basic plan at 19 bucks a month. Uh, and that's designed for pretty much like independent bloggers, things like that. It has our labeling on it. But in terms of features, it's pretty robust. The other features that the professional uh, and then our enterprise plans, they're much more designed around white labeling. 
and a lot more call to actions and things like that that agencies and larger brands would need. Okay. Now, would you say that the folks on the $19 per month plan pull that average down so the average is closer to call it 20, 25 bucks a month versus whatever your enterprise pricing no, is? I, mean, I would say probably about 75% of our businesses fall into the pro pro plan. Okay. Um, and what's we, the pro? We started, a pro is $49 a month okay. and then enterprise is $249. Okay. Got it. So your average is, is north of 20 and call it maybe closer to 50, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I want to talk more about kind of how you came up with those plans, the pricing, the pricing axes in a bit, but put the, I want to put this all on the timeline first. When did you launch the company? Company, yeah, we started back in 2014. Okay. And initially, like so many startups, we decided, to, we pivoted many times. The idea initially was to be a consumer facing, kind of frankly, like a BuzzFeed like uh, quiz portal. But then we found is that we kept on having uh, companies and brands in particular saying, hey, we want pure white labeled, highly customizable quiz thing, you know, quiz uh, embeds that we can put onto our sites without having to go to an agency, without having to go to um, our developers. Yep. And so we pivoted about 2015 and haven't looked back since. That's great. Now, have you bootstrapped the company or raised? We raised initially, but we are privately held now. Okay. So we are, yeah, we have, we have the luxury of having a you know, fully functioning quiz marketing platform, but also controlling our destiny. Well, just to be clear, there's a lot of privately owned companies that have raised capital. So, so you, those two things aren't mutually exclusive. So how much have you raised uh, total? We raised, I think, about $2 million, okay. 2. And when was that? Uh, what year? Uh, that was in 2015, I believe. So pre-pivot or post-pivot? Uh, post-pivot. Oh, post-pivot. Okay, good. So you had yeah. some good traction with the pivot, and then boom, that was a yeah. great time for you to go raise. Yeah. And, and generally, what did you do there? I, I assume that you were in Europe at the time. What was funding like in Europe at the time? Uh, funding is actually pretty robust, you know, whether it's in London or Manchester. Um, our actual founder is named Boris Pfeiffer. He's based out of Germany. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, when he used to work with Kabam, he uh, worked out of Luxembourg. And so he knows actually a lot of both Silicon Valley investors, but also people, whether it's like mangrove investors who had raised with us. Um, or also in Luxembourg as well. So a mixture of angel investors, but also firms. Okay, great. But you did it. Did you do a convertible note or you actually sold equity? I'm not going to talk about that. Okay. Well, well, tell me why strategically you might do one versus the other. <laughs> so uh, really that conversation probably more towards Boris than me. I'm actually oh, more it. marketing. Diverse. Yeah. Got it. Okay, good. So when did you actually join the company? I mean, are you equal co-founders or no? I joined in 2014. Uh, Boris is by far the, the, the biggest founder. I'm a co-founder in that I was there from the get-go. But he's in terms of actually raising money, investing some of his own, uh, dealing with investors. That's why he gets to wear the big hat. Got it. We've interviewed a, f- a couple folks doing this, you know, in the marketing and sales tech stack space. And there always are churn issues because quizzes can be seasonal or, or you know, during the holidays or things like that. What's your churn today and how do you manage it? It churns about 3%. We were at about 5 uh, One of the main things, as you mentioned, is just getting people to, to roll out consistent content. Instead of saying, hey, I want to do one quiz a month or one quiz every three months, you want people to say, hey, I want to have a range of tools that I can use across a wide variety of use cases, whether it's a survey to qualify our, our customer service accounts or a personality test or just a straight poll. And so we're up to, I think, 12 types of quizzes now. And what we've seen is that that actually reduces churn and that people are saying, oh, well, I can do this for this. I can do this for this. So they view it more as a toolkit they need to have on a consistent basis. And just to be clear, that's 3% logo churn per month? Sorry? Just to be clear, that's 3% logo churn per month? Could you explain logo? I've not heard that acronym. Well, you could measure churn based off revenue or logos, right? So if you have two customers... Yeah, I just never heard the term logos before. So it's 3% of subscribers. 
Okay, yeah, but again, is it is, are you, is that three percent representative of the revenue those lost subscribers make up, or the actual oh, count of the logos no, lost? So this would be three percent of actual count of subscribers. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. So yeah, that would be logo churn or customer churn per month there. Um, that's great. And then, so you know, the what, what are are you doing anything besides just offering more quizzes though to create lock in and stickiness? For example, when you when they collect data via these quizzes? Do they have to keep paying you to keep having access to that data? Or do have you done anything like that to drive continuity? Yeah, no. So he actually hit, uh, hit one of our main strategies. So on two levels, one, our, our quizzes always stay live. So that's a good sales point when people start to use the platform and say, hey, if you have a quiz on your site, it'll always be live. However, if you stop paying us, it's going to revert to our branding. And also all those lead generation data capture pieces, they're going to be turned off. So in general, people who are actually using this on a consistent basis to qualify customers, things like that, they go, well, you know, it's a modest price. I'm getting valuable data and I don't want to turn this off. Yeah, Mike, I'm curious. So if I'm BuzzFeed and I hear that and I'm going, they basically have us by the balls. If we build this into our tool system and are installing, you know, one or two new quizzes per day for four years and they decide one day they want to start charging a million bucks a month, we have no choice. It would be such a technical nightmare to go take out all those quizzes that they, they have us total. I mean, that I, it might even drive them to build their own thing internally just to avoid having to be dependent on you. How do you manage that? Well, I mean, most, if you think about it, most cost, most customers that we deal with, uh, they don't want to actually devote their development resources to even remotely tackle that. Uh, secondly, but they would at a certain price point. At a it, certain price point, right? yeah. But but in general, I mean, ever since we've started, we have been completely transparent with people. So people who come in on a certain price threshold, and if we decide to raise our prices, we always grandfather in the people who've been with us. It's like, hey, you know, you're an early adopter. You guys are consistently on that price point. Yep, got it. That makes sense. Um, with three percent logo churn, what do you assume in terms of lifetime bio? These customers are are typically are typically sticking with you on. Yeah, generally across. This is across all three plans. So generally, our lifetime values are around six hundred bucks. Okay, and how many months do you do you assume that is? That's about I think about twenty one months. Yeah, yeah, about two two years there. Yeah. yeah, no, that's right. And I, I assume what you're probably assuming a five, ten, fifteen, what like a forty, fifty dollar price point there. You're just taking six hundred divided yeah. by twenty one months. I mean, actually, the number does come from our stats. I just haven't actually broken it down into, but it's a it's, it intuitively makes sense. It's around our pro plan price point. Well, the, the reason the reason I ask is because a lot of people, when they calculate lifetime value in terms of, 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 of months, they'll just do one divided by their churn. So one divided by 0.03 for you would be 33 months. Uh, you've chosen to be more conservative at about 21 months, uh, which is not a bad thing or a good thing. It just is what it is. Um, how do you use those lifetime value metrics to drive like new marketing strategies you're thinking about launching this week? Well, so it's actually interesting. So we are, we've been around four years. Uh, we're profitable, but in terms of actual paid marketing, we actually haven't actually tipped our toe into that. So okay. we're a small team. So basically, we're just growing off the platform and it's all organic. Down the road... Well, no what does that mean, though, Mike? It always drives me crazy when people say it's it's all like magic organic. They make it seem like they waved a wand <laughs> and it just happened. How are you no, getting new customers? A, uh, well, it's a good question. Um, I think our SEO strategy is quite good. We've been around for four years. So we rank highly on those you know, obviously quiz maker personality test things that people uh, search for. But secondly, it's, it's frankly, it's word of mouth. Um, I'm in Manchester. I met the BBC in person just through a, you know, a mutual friend that got us on that. Um, Chicago, the Chicago Bears and the Chicago Bulls came from that. So you can just kind of see this linkage of people who see us, talk to you, talk to their friends and pass us on. Okay, fair so enough. So in terms of marketing, we actually don't do any. Yeah. Well, well, and what is your team size today? We are five folks. Okay. And how many, um, and how many of those folks, so obviously you're focused on marketing. How many of those folks are focused on marketing or sales or onboarding, things like that? 
Uh, so basically, Boris and myself, <laughs> this is the multiple hat scenario. Um, I technically wear the marketing hat. Both of us handle a bit of product and customer service. And then we have two full-time engineers, front end, back end. And then we have a finance, a finance wizard who does about half, half uh, well, spends about half his time with us. Okay. So with that team mix and the, and the, and the you know, word of mouth strategy just articulated earlier, what have you guys been able to scale to in terms of total customers over the past four years? Uh, so we have to have, I think, so let's see, 700, 700, 800. Okay, 700. So it's so good. You're kind of, it's interesting. That it's, you're kind of in an interesting spot because it's 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 not like you're charging enterprise, you know, 100 enterprise brands 10 grand a month, but you're also not like a, you know, HubSpot or Constant Contact where you've got a million people paying, you know, six bucks a month for whatever their base CRM or their marketing tools. You're kind of like right there in the middle. Um, how does that work in terms of, how does that work in terms of, you know, do you put touch on these people once they sign up? Do you have, a, <laughs> do you help get them onboarded or what? Yeah, uh, it's kind of funny. We actually call ourselves, and I think we are, uh, massive customer service geeks. So both Boris and myself handle all, all intercom chats. Mm-hmm. So basically people ask us questions. We're, we respond directly. We actually race each other. This is kind of an internal thing. But uh, the person who answers the most intercom tickets gets beers. Yeah. And so it keeps us in, um, keeps the two of us in tune with the customers and also in tune with product development. In terms of customer outreach, anytime someone comes in at our pro or enterprise plan, um, I reach out in- directly and say, hey, you know, how can I help? Um, a surprising number of our, f- uh, of our customers are based out of London and Manchester. So I'm actually saying, hey, I'll be in your neck of the woods next week. How about we do an in-person uh, training for your team? So at some point, scalability will be an issue, but... Right now, we're actually doing pretty well. That's great. Well, look, 700 customers. You said it earlier, you got about 70, 80% of folks on your pro plan, which is, I think you said, 49, 50 bucks a month. I mean, that would put you guys somewhere around 35 grand per month today. Is that generally accurate? <laughs> I'm not going to comment, but you're, you, know, you have some pretty good estimates going on. Well, just to be clear, those aren't estimates. Those are not, I'm just multiplying numbers you gave me. Are those numbers wrong for any reason? 750? The, <laughs> the numbers I gave are as accurate as like, I sound like Trump. <laughs> the numbers are, 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 are pretty accurate. I'm not going to specify beyond that. Okay, got it. Um, good. So 750, uh, 35 grand. And then take me back, talk to me about growth, right? So where were you guys a year ago? Uh, so we're about, I think we've grown about 10% year on year. Okay. So we're instead of, we're definitely not doing the unicorn thing, but we're just doing constant steady growth. Yeah. Well, what does it look, once you raise 2 million bucks, you put yourself on a certain path. I mean, you know, 10% year over your growth is, is not great for a company that's raised 2 million bucks, right? So like, how are you, you know, what are the board meetings sound like? How are you trying to drive growth faster? Well, no, that's, well, that's what I meant by the, by, this is where, it, this is actually where Boris would actually be the better person to talk to. But essentially, we control all of our stock. And so we control the direction. And so it, it, basically, we decide what we want to do. Well, sorry, just to be clear, Mike, how do you control your stock if you've raised, why would someone give you 2 million bucks for nothing? They usually people As, are buying, they're buying stock. Right, right. That's a fairly long story. And I really think you should talk to Boris on that one. Okay. I mean, that's a big deal though. You don't know what your cap table looks like? I do, but I actually don't want to talk about it with you right now. Okay. Well, just help me understand if someone else is in your shoes and they're wanting to raise capital, but not give up any equity, that's a pretty big golden nugget. Did you do grants or something? <laughs> so again, really want to talk to Boris. There is kind of an involved story about it. It had a good outcome for us but I'm not sure what he feels comfortable with us telling you about. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, good. So 10% year over year growth, um, that was helpful. Um, you guys are both kind of handling onboarding, uh, you know, onboarding customers, things like that. So look, you say you're, you know, you're basically doing no marketing and, and CAC is nothing right now. But if you take your two salaries and divide that into the number of new customers per month, there is CAC there. It's just you're using sweat equity in your time right now, correct? 
Right. Yeah. Um, what what kinds of things are you looking at? I mean, in, in terms of scaling faster, you have to eventually find paid channels, obviously, that work for you guys, right, to free up your time and things. Are you? Do, how, how do you think about running tests on new paid channels? It's going to be interesting. Um, so we actually wrote a book. Um, we, we're, we're basically been in the quiz space for a while. Uh, we actually wrote a book called Quizmaster. And there is a profound need in the market for people saying, hey, how, you know, because obviously creating a quiz is easy. 10 questions, whatever. But writing a good question, whether it's Ryan Levisk's ask method or whatever, there is a bit of a science to writing successful quizzes. So essentially, we we wrote a book about it. Uh, We're going to use that as some good assets in terms of lead generation saying, hey, look, this is some good content that will help guide your quiz strategy. And then, oh, by the way, you know, look at Riddle as far as a quiz platform. Mm -hmm. Good. Let's wrap up here with a last question. Then we'll jump to the famous five. Um, Team size is five. Where's everybody based? We're, uh, so the four of the guys are based out of Saarbrück in Germany, which is a university town kind of by the Luxembourg-French border. And then I'm the lone, well, I'll say Brit, uh, American slash Brit. Got it. Good. All right. Let's uh, wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh, business book. Gosh, uh, that's going to be such a cliche. Uh, when friends, uh, seven ways to be uh, influenced, highly influential people. Sorry, so you, just, you, you, I, you combined like three books there. So seven <laughs> habits of highly effective people. That's the that's the one. Sorry. Okay, got it. Uh, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Not really. No. Okay. Number three, uh, what is your favorite online tool for building your business? Oh God, we love Slack. I'm no, sure you hear that all the time. That's a good. Yeah, it's a good one. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Well, six. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? Single, no kids. That's good. And uh, lots of time. That's, yeah, plenty of time. What's your, uh, how old are you? Uh, 46 now. 46. And last question What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? <laughs> uh, university is overrated. <laughs> Guys, there you have it. University <laughs> is overrated. Coming from Mike, teamed up with his co founder back in 2014. Uh, tried one product, then uh, eventually pivoted. Today, they are building Riddle, a quiz platform specifically for companies looking to capture leads and information about people viewing their websites, and then feeds directly into their other marketing and sales tech stack tools. They have now scaled over 700 customers. 70 to 80% of those folks are on their pro plan, caught 49 bucks a month. They've raised 2 million bucks, uh, growing about 10% year over year, 3% logo churn per month with our team of five based between Germany and Mike, the lone man in Britain. Mike, thanks for taking us to the top. Cheers. Thanks so much for your time.